some holy bread. So grab your coffee and your Bible. November the 23rd, 2022, the day before Thanksgiving, Woo! and then this is Daybreak Live with the Nesbitt. And this is Josh. <gasps> this is Josh. Know, we know you can't tell.
people die and come back to life, so they have to walk it twice. Like me. Yeah, like this. You were just trying to include this. Hey. Oh, my goodness. Maybe Don't somebody need no. to hear that twice. You weren't listening the first time. There will be no coughing. Need another reminder. No well. coughing in heaven. No coughing in heaven. Coffee in heaven? You think there'll be coffee in heaven? What do you guys think? Let's see if I got chat today. Boom. Hey. Hey. Mom, there's some nastiness. Somebody is. Somebody's posting something. Go to this site to see my photo. You need to get that off there if you can. Don't go there. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't even go near the door of today. Mm -hmm. Father God, we lift up this person and we pray Yes, in Jesus' Lord. name. Help them, Lord. They need you, Father. And they need to know that their value is worth so much more yes, Lord. than obscenity. Yes, so we Lord. pray for them in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. It's all it's on YouTube though. You probably can't get to it. All right, guys. So here we are. Today we're talking about the harvest, the harvest, and uh, we'll go from 14 to 20 today. So I want to put in your minds at least what I think about when I read this section of Scripture. I think about Jesus' parables. Uh, Jesus' parables, uh, well, one of them I think about the net, you know, the fishing net that's thrown out, and he brings in of all kinds, and then he separates them. And, uh, but I think more directly about the parable of the wheat and the tares, the parable of the wheat and the tares. And so let, let me jump back over here and get, let you see a picture. So what we're talking about is reaping angels for the harvest. And in the parable of the tares, if you remember, Jesus tells the parable, then he explains the parable later. But the reapers are the angels, and the wheat are put into the barn. The tares are burned with fire. That is to say, punishment for the tares, blessing for the wheat. So, <coughs> oh, blessing. sorry. Uh, but that being said, I think of that harvest when we think about what we're about to read here. Revelation chapter 14, starting with verse 14. Let's remember and set this up again. Now, I didn't talk a lot about Babylon because we're going to talk a lot about Babylon when we get to chapter 17. And Babylon is very important to talk about, but we will talk more about that. You know, Babylon is fallen. We'll talk more about that later. The four anointed proclamations that are going out into the earth, I wanted to also remind you that we are in a uh, an explanation area of the book of Revelation. So we were in 11, remember, the seventh angel sounded. And so chapters 12 through 15, we've got what you say, what you call an explanation. So it's, it's jumping back and forth. Like when we read here in a minute about the, the trampling of the wine press, I mean, you're looking at the, the Battle of Armageddon, really is what you're looking at and and you know in chapter 19 and so but you're going back and forth and remember 
From the time that the abomination of desolation is set up until the Lord is 1260 days. So we're talking about a three and a half year period of time. And this vision is given a lot of explanation to what I believe the explanation is within this 42 months, 1260 days, time times dividing of time. It's what we're talking about. This this final time period, and uh, and a lot of different, a lot of different um, scenes scenes of the vision. John is writing down. It's explaining many things that are going on. So here's a scene. Oh, there's two witnesses, powerful witnesses. Oh, and they prophesy until the end. You know. Oh, there's another 144,000. Boom. And so what we've been looking at lately was the four messages, and I will say them again. Message number one, anointed message number one that gives strength to the saints and warning to the sinners. The gospel of the kingdom is preached to every tribe, tongue, and nation, and angels are making sure that is done, that everybody has a chance to hear. Number two, Babylon is judged is judged and this proclamation this message this judgment of the great whore that that made the kings of the earth drink of the wine of her fornication is going to encourage saints and give more warning to sinners then there's the anointed proclamation of eternal damnation for those eternal damnation for those uh, eternal judgment for those who take the mark of the beast and then eternal rewards for those who are faithful to the end so that was the four messages the kingdom the Babylon being judged the eternal judgment that's coming for those who worship the beast and the eternal rewards for those who do not the next Point, we get to verse 14 then I looked and behold a white cloud and on the cloud sat one like the son of man having on his head a golden crown and in his hand a sharp sickle and another angel came out of the temple crying with a loud voice there's a temple in heaven by the way the temple was a representation of the temple in heaven. Another angel came out of the temple, cried with a loud voice to him who said on the cloud, thrust in your sickle and reap, for the time has come for you to reap, for the harvest of the earth is ripe. If you've ever heard people talk about the harvest of souls and the harvest of sin, this is the harvest of souls that they're talking about. Who is on the cloud? Who is the cloud rider? Who rides upon the clouds? It's Yeshua, Jesus himself. He, who rides on the cloud? The Son of Man who's riding on the cloud with the diadem on his head, the golden diadem. It's Jesus. Now, some people think or they have a problem with an angel coming out of the temple and telling Jesus They'll say, well, it can't be Jesus because an angel's coming out of the temple and saying, thrust in your sickle, just telling him what to do. It's not the way you look at it. It's, it's like, it's like the, a mighty king going to battle and his warriors come out and you see him sitting on the horse 
and his his inner people are saying to the king, it's time, go, go and do your thing, king. It is time, right? It's not, it's not as if the angel out of the temple is telling Jesus what to do. It's a declaration. All heaven gives witness that it is now time, and the declaration is go and put out your sickle. Now, what's a sickle? All right. I, I grabbed a picture this morning of ancient, this would be like in the Bible land, in the Bible days, of some women harvesting wheat. <coughs> the image is a sickle and uh, harvesting wheat. So, you know, the grim reaper has now become a, a synonym. With, is that the right way to say it for death, of course? But you always see him with a big sickle over him. That, there's a sickle. It's a curved blade knife that you cut wheat with. And I'll give you a picture here so you can get an image with it. This is an image of uh, like women out cutting wheat. You see the knife in their hand, the sickle in their hand. Yeah, now you know why they celebrated when harvest was over. <laughs> yeah. But they, they would cut it down, you know, and... and and like in the parable, Jesus says, well, the reapers are going to be the angels, you know, and he's going to send them out too. But this one reaping is Jesus. Jesus is reaping here. Yeshua is reaping here. The time has come for him to reap. The harvest of the earth is ripe. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So he who sat on the cloud thrust in his sickle on the earth, and the earth was reaped. Jesus reaped here. That's, that's pretty amazing. He's getting his fruit from the earth. Then verse 17 says, Then another angel, this is another angel, came out of the temple which is in heaven, he also having a sharp sickle. Okay, what's he going to do? Verse 18, And another angel, came out from the altar. What's the deal with the altar? Do you remember when we opened the fifth seal or where souls were? Under, under the altar. What were they saying? How long, O Lord? Lord, till you judge and avenge our blood on those who are upon the earth? And it was told to them that they should wait for a little season until their fellow brethren would be killed like they were, <coughs> should be accomplished. But it's as if, what I want you to see is, it's as if the prayers from the altar, this angel to me represents, it's as if he's coming out of the altar representing the prayer, and he's got fire, right? He had power over fire. And he cried with a loud cry to him who had the sharp sickle saying thrust in your sharp sickle and gather the clusters of the vine of the earth for her grapes are fully ripe <coughs> excuse me and now you have a picture of reaping a harvest of a vineyard right and during the harvest the wine press is coming after the grapes 
you're in a section of scripture that you probably know a song. Surely you grew up hearing a song that come from this section of scripture. It is called what? The Battle Hymn of the Republic. Mine eyes have seen the glory of the coming of the Lord. He is trampling out the vintage where the grapes of wrath are stored. He has loosed the faithful lightning of his terrible swift sword. His truth is marching on. Now let's sing it together. Glory, glory, hallelujah. Glory, glory, hallelujah. Glory, glory, hallelujah. His truth is marching on. Amen. So that's what we're talking about here. The grapes of wrath. Thrust in your sharp sickle, gather the clusters. How do we know this? Because, let's look at the context. What's going to happen? Her grapes are fully ripe. Remember, God does not judge prematurely. You'll find this throughout the entirety of Scripture. There's a time in the Old Testament when God totally led the children of Israel in a different direction because he said their sin has not, is, is not full yet. And he doesn't judge a nation until their sin is fully ripe, until it's time. He doesn't prematurely do it. Same way with the earth. But this is a different time. Now is the time of the harvest. So we're looking at the end of the three and a half years here. So the angel thrust his sickle into the earth and gathered the vine of the earth and threw it into the great wine press of the wrath of God. Now, how did people press wine in these days? If you have watched the... Uh, if you've watched the series The Chosen, there's a, in season one, Simon's wife is trampling grapes in one of the scenes because that's how they did it. Well, they've done it for many years, you know, so many of you know this, but some people don't know this because they don't know anything about vineyards or wine, but you put all of them in there and then they get in and they trample them, they stomp them. That's the imagery. That's the imagery of this great judgment that is coming. They do that nativity. In the nativity as well, they do that. If you've yes. seen that movie. In the nativity, they do it as well. So that's, I highly recommend it. that's what we're talking about here. This is the imagery that John is giving us in this letter. But he's calling that a wine press of wrath, and the stomping is God's wrath. And what it's really just a picture of is it's time for judgment. Judgment is coming, right? That's what it's a picture of. And he threw it into the great wine press of the wrath of God. Praise God. Born-again Christians don't have to worry about this. Hallelujah. Amen. Followers of the Lord Jesus, you don't have to worry about this. This has nothing to do with you. And the wine press was trampled outside the city. <clears throat> and blood came out of the wine press up to the horse's bridles. Now, I was reading this this morning, and I was thinking about my wife because I kind of like, I like war movies. Actually, if you read the book of Revelation, and if you've got a good imagination, this is a, this is a very detailed war movie. Okay? 
Let's read this right here. Like like Lisa, she don't like blood. She can't stand the sight of blood. But look at what, look at what John is writing here. Listen, look at the imagery, and remember the city is Jerusalem here. The city is Jerusalem. And actually, where this blood is flowing is is Megiddo. It's from the plain of Jordan. For how far? Look, the winepress was trampled outside the city, and blood came out of the winepress up to the horses' bridles. For 1,600 furlongs. How long is that? That's 200 miles. 200 miles. Now, probably, in my way of thinking, the horse's bridle, bridle, if you've ever had horses, bridle's what you wear on their head, and it's usually somewhere around five foot off the ground. Four and a half foot, five foot off the ground, could be six foot off the ground. When you read the book of Revelation chapter 19, and you see that there's blood splashing up on the robe of the one on the horse, it's the same imagery. You're, you're talking about, and it's a it's it's a terrible in imagery of flowing blood from all the death. Why? Because all the nations of the earth have gathered into uh, uh, this. This is the the place of Armageddon. This is Megiddo. This is the last war. This is where all have turned against God, have turned against Jerusalem, and Jesus comes and fights. It's not a it's not a hard thing, you know. To you guys who've read the Bible, you you know there's a time in the Bible in the Old Testament. Now I can think of the story, but I cannot remember exactly where it is, and I may get a detail or two wrong. But there was a time where God hears the prayers of His people. Jerusalem had been laid siege against Jerusalem, and an angel goes out during the night. And when they wake up the next morning, there's like 175,000 people dead. An angel went out in the night and killed them. That's amazing. Remember, when you, when you worry about wars and rumors of wars and what the world is going to do and nuclear war, and there's nothing that compares to the sovereign king returning in war. He is the warrior. The Lord is the warrior. He is the warrior. Great and mighty is he. And he wages war because it is time. And so what we're what we're reading here is the end time and the harvest. And I believe he's actually even talking about the battle of Armageddon here. This is what we're reading about. It's talking about the death, the great death that's going to be taking place during this time. So very, very interesting. And so, yeah, 200 miles of blood. My thought is, you know, it's deep. It's saying it's coming up to the bridle. I would say, I'm just, I would, I see that as in spots. I don't know that it's that high for the whole 200 miles, but it might be. But that's amazing. <clears throat> Thank God. Thank God. Thank God. It's Thanksgiving. Tomorrow is Thanksgiving, right? Thank God that we don't have to worry about this. Thank God that you have escaped the wrath that's coming. Thank God that you are not against Israel. 
Thank of God. Thank God that you will not join in any war against Israel. Amen. Amen. Don't do it. Don't do it. I mean, matter of fact, pray against it. Pray against it and pray for your government. Whatever country you're living in and you're watching, pray for your government. And pray for strength for those that may be descendants of your family when this time happens. That they'll be strong and be steadfast. Now, I think about things like this. I don't know if you think about things like this. And you know, I know, I know how I'm going to stand. But let's say God tarries. I want my grandchildren, my, my little grandchildren now, if they're 50 years old when this happens, I want them to stand strong. That means they need to know what's coming. Amen. We need to teach our children, teach our grandchildren, teach them the ways of the Lord, teach them what's coming. This is in the Bible. Remember, this is in the same book that Jesus says, blessed is he that reads this book and keeps those things that are written therein. So Jesus says, it's good for you to know that there's coming a time when the reapers, the angels are going to come and he is going to be trampling out the wine press and it's going to be so bad that blood is going to run for 200 miles. And Jesus says, it's good for you to know it. It's a blessing for you to know it. So you can stay away from it. Amen. Love you guys. Thanks for being here. I imagine we will be here in the morning. I know it's Thanksgiving. You guys may not. We got a very small crowd today. I don't know if it's not going out where people can uh, see that it's on or not. I mean, it's unusually small. But thank you for being here, everybody that is here. I love you guys. And I know this is a big weekend. Uh, and uh, in the morning, I figure we can have daybreak before I start smoking a turkey. And I'm going to smoke a turkey tomorrow. But I'm gonna have a hard time rolling it up. <laughs> it was a joke. All right, love you guys, and uh, huh? Lord's prayer. Thank you, darling. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen, amen, amen. Love you guys. <coughs> Be blessed today. Let's keep praying for each other. See you tomorrow. Bye.